This episode is brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Are you into prop betting or daily fantasy sports? Maybe both? I have some great news for you. Breakdownsports.com is partnering with a brand new company that combines daily fantasy sports with player props called Thrive Fantasy. It's really fun and the first of its kind. The way it works is you enter contests using your own lineup made of prop bets, and the more prop bets you guess correctly, the more points you get, which means the greater chance you have at winning money. If you deposit $10 now using our code BREAKDOWN, spelled B-R-K-D-W-N, or use the link found in our description, Rye Fantasy will match your deposit with free $10 credit. Use our link or code and try it out now. Alright, we're back for another episode of the N10 Puck Talk Podcast. It is March 9th, 2019, and we're obviously doing it for the BreakdownSports.com. Andrew Flager is my other co-host. Andrew, what's going on? Pretty good, Thomas. We just hit 1,000 followers this week. Uh, we've been seeing a huge increase in traffic on our website. I'm doing good. I'm ready to talk some hockey this afternoon, and let's get it going. All right. Well, we're going to dive right into the hockey news, and their first news of the day is going to be the Tampa Bay Lightning, who clinched a playoff spot yesterday night. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Because that's just unbelievable for the Lightning to clinch already. Well, are we surprised? I mean, they've been great all season. They're, <laughs> like you said a couple episodes ago, they are kind of like the Golden State Warriors of the NHL. I wouldn't say to that extent. Like, they don't absolutely run the league. It's not like they're winning every single game. Um, most of their games are close. But, uh, yeah, Tampa Bay Lightning, they're, but I think they're the best team in the NHL this season. And, it obviously shows in the standings. Yeah, obviously, for sure. Uh, do you want to mention your stats you have there for uh, Tampa Bay Lightning? Yeah, I got some gambling stats on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, the total in their last four games has hit the o- or sorry the under in three of those last four games, which is a huge stat. Uh, today, I was targeting the under and under six and a half goals in today's game between Tampa Bay and Detroit. And I'm also going to be betting half a unit on Detroit at plus 325 odds because I, I think that value is just great. Detroit's coming off of uh, – they just ended a losing streak to the Rangers on Thursday, and Tampa Bay had a huge loss. Uh, I think they lost 4 nothing in Dallas. No, 3 nothing to Minnesota at home. Sorry, yeah, sorry, 3 nothing to Minnesota. Um, and, yeah, Thomas, don't you have an article coming out within the next day or two? About yeah, I Tampa do. Bay uh, Lightning? It's gonna, yeah, it's going to be called Lightning Strike, uh, play on words there. I think it, I think it's a good article. I hope it is, and it's about how the Tampa Bay Lightning formed the team that they have. I know Steve Yarsman isn't part of the Lightning organization anymore, but I kind of wrote a story about how he got all the players via trades, draft, and signing. So be uh, yeah, be keep sure an eye out for that. That I read a little bit about it. Uh, I saw like you sent it to me, and I read through it. It it is a very good article. Uh, listeners, go check out thebreakdownsports.com. And keep your eye out for this article because it's it's a good one. Thank you, Flaker. Thank you. Other news, the Colorado Avalanche are missing Gabriel Landeskog. He's injured for four to six weeks with an upper body injury. The Avs got smoked to Dallas on Thursday night, and this this loss is going to affect them down the stretch. Thomas, what do you think about this? Yeah, he's obviously a big part of that team. He's the captain, and losing him for most likely the regular season, most of the – yeah, Probably the rest of the regular season is going to hurt, especially because they're trying to make the playoffs, and it's going to be tough without him. So, yeah. Yeah, and if you're looking for another great value bet, 
actually, I guess it's a little bit late now. We're we're recording this. Uh, it's currently three oh nine p.m. on March 9th right now. Um, and the Colorado Avalanche game against the Buffalo Sabers would have just started. Yep. Um, one bet that I placed today was the Sabers beating the Colorado Avalanche. I bet their money line at plus one forty five odds, which is very good odds in my opinion, considering the Sabers are a pretty decent team and. Abs are obviously missing Landeskog. Uh, yeah, so I think that's that would have been a good bet. It's too bad that we couldn't record a little yeah. bit earlier today. But yeah, I'm actually yeah. watching the game right now, so I'll keep you. Yeah, on that. I would actually recommend to keep an eye on the Abs in the future if you're looking to make some money off of gambling. All right, we uh, next topic: Ovechkin. Ovechkin needs one more point. To hit 1,200 in his NHL career, he's been a prolific goal scorer his whole career, and he's three goals away from tying Brendan Shanahan for 13th all time. So, uh, like Flager, I know you like this player, so you can talk about him. You owned him in fantasy a bunch of times, so yeah, I love that? Alex Ovechkin. I think I took him. I might have took him first overall a couple two years ago. I think two years ago or something like that. And yeah. I always, if I if he's available, I always take him first. He he's a great fantasy player. Uh, he's also 38 goals away from making it into the top 10 on the all-time leading scorer list, which is very um, impressive topic. Um, and Thomas, yeah. while we're talking about points and goals, do you ever think anyone's ever going to beat Wayne Gretzky in all-time points? He currently, I mean, he put up 2,857 yeah. points in his career. I believe Yarmir Yager is second on that list, and he has 1,921 points. He also played, like, how many more games? Almost, like, 300 more games than Gretzky did. Yeah, that's, like, four or five seasons like that. Yeah, I don't, I don't think anyone's touching Gretzky's record. I mean, if you want to pick a player in the NHL right now that's might not hit it, obviously, but, like, get close to it, it's going to be McDavid. Yeah, McDavid, McDavid he'll yeah. easily finish, like, in the top. Five all time points. I oh, think, you by think the end so? Of his career. Oh, yeah. Top five in all time points. I don't know. Maybe it's. it's I think he tough, could. But I, I think he could. But like, it'd be tough. I mean, it depends how long he plays for, how healthy he stays. But he's averaging a hundred points a year in his NHL career so far, and he's only twenty, twenty three. Is that a real fact? Hundred points a season. Uh, yeah, he's averaging a hundred points a season. Exactly a hundred. I don't know exactly, but like basically right around that neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I don't think Gretzky – I think Gretzky is going to, like, hold that record forever. No one's ever going to pass him, especially because goalie equipment is also – like, that. the whole technology behind goalie equipment is improved and it's harder to score now. And I, I think the skill is – like, the gap between the skill of the best players in the league right now and the skill – of the worst players in the league right now is very close compared to what it was back in the day. Yeah, because so, really you'd throw your fourth line to go fight the other fourth line, and it was just a mess. And Yeah, yeah like, but now teams could throw out their fourth line hoping for... Exactly, goals. Yeah, exactly. Put up a couple points. Or even just change the momentum in the game as well. Like if your team's struggling, you can throw out your third line, fourth line, throw out a couple death guys out there to try and like change the, the game. Yeah, it's there's always going to be a topic for discussion about like Gretzky's records and goalie. I think I think it's there. stupid to argue against that. Like I I think no one's ever going to beat that record. 
That's just crazy. That is insane. Uh, Thomas, did you see earlier on in the week the Minnesota State High School Hockey Tournament? Yeah, I did. Uh, we actually talked about this before. Uh, I think it's funny, but, I mean, some of the guys look kind of funny. Like, not funny in a stupid way, but funny in a funny way, some of them. But I don't know. Yeah, so think. for the listeners who don't know what we're talking about, the Minnesota State High School Hockey Tournament, uh, it's one of the biggest high school hockey tournaments in the world, probably. Um, I believe they're playing at the Excel Center. Is that the name of? Yeah, in Minnesota, St. Paul, Minnesota. No, I this year they the this year they were playing where the Minnesota Wild play. Yeah, I think that's where they all always play. I'm not gonna lie, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's where they always all play out of. But yeah, yeah, like what you're saying. Yeah, they were selling out the Excel Energy Center, the home of the Minnesota Wild. Um, and these kids, their hair, like their hockey hair. And some of their like facial hair too is just disgusting. Like it, it's beautiful. I love it. <laughs> you like? It. <laughs> I love it. I think it's great. It's funny, but like some of them just like like idiots. No, I, I love it. Like some of the guys are really funny. Like with the blonde hair and like just the, did you see the one the guy fell down too? Yeah, I saw that. That was kind of funny. Yeah. I, I think he almost killed the cameraman. Like, <laughs> he didn't even have good hair anyway, so he just fell for no reason. Like it's not even like he had good hair. He had short hair. And maybe he, maybe he knew that he didn't have the best hair in the, in the tournament, so he was kind of nervous, you know? So he's just going to try to do something else with it. That's uh, some good advertising for some barbers out there in Minnesota. Oh, for sure. After they've done <sighs> the tournament. And show off, show off some of their work. Because some of those guys are probably getting their hair done like a day before uh, like the intros to that tournament. And... Yeah, definitely. For sure. Yeah. Funny stuff. Um, on a more serious note, yeah. rest in peace, Ted Lindsay. He died earlier this week on Monday, March 4th. Uh, he was 93 years old. He is one of the greatest Detroit Red Wings of all time. He won four Stanley Cups with, Detroit, with the Detroit Red, Red Wings. Um, he won a Calder Cup. He's a nine-time All-Star. He won three Hart Memorial Trophies and one Art Ross Trophy. Um, Thomas and I... We were doing our research before we actually started recording this pod on Ted Lindsay, and we didn't realize how much he actually means to the hockey community. He uh, he actually fought for player rights and helped form the NHLPA. He was one of the, uh, those group of guys that helped form the NHL Players Association, which was uh, that's a huge part of the hockey community. I I didn't even know that until um, finding out that he passed earlier this week. Yeah, he was, uh, yeah, like, reading up on it, like, you, like, yeah, he was a huge part of the hockey community. Um, if you want me to mention the stat about the Hall of Fame, I'll mention it now. If you want to get to the other stuff first, or do you want to mention Yeah, no, yeah, mention about the Hall of Fame induction. Yeah, so, basically, Ted Lindsay in his Hockey Hall of Fame induction, um, women actually weren't allowed to go into the induction to see their um, husbands or uh, family members to see them get inducted into the Hall of Fame. So Ted Lindsay did not go to his Hall of Fame induction because women were not allowed inside to watch them get inducted into the Hall of Fame. So yeah, He was kind of an advocate for uh, gender equality, I guess, back in the day. Yeah, and it's funny because uh, International Women's Day was yesterday. So yeah. Friday, and he just died a couple days before. Yeah. And the year yeah, and the after, year after... Yeah, yeah, I was just going to say that. The year after his induction ceremony... The ceremony, which he did not attend when he was getting inducted, um, the Hall of Fame finally 
or sorry, the NHL finally agreed that they should allow women into the Hall of Fame induction ceremonies. Yeah, that's so, that's amazing. I, that's what Lindsay did. Like, yeah, he didn't. Wow. He did a lot for the for the league, I guess. And obviously, there's the Ted Lindsay Award. Uh, it was formerly known as the Lester B. Pearson Award, which is awarded annually to the the league's most outstanding player, voted by the players in the NHLPA. Um, I think it was renamed Ted Lindsay Award in 2010. And obviously Ted Lindsay, he's just an all-time Red Wing great. There's a lot of Red Wing greats. They probably have the most. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't know if they have the most Hall of Famers, but I, I know that they definitely have some of the greatest players um, of all time. League-wide known, I would say, like we talked about before. Yeah. Like they probably have the most around the league that you know. like. Howe, Lidstrom, Geiserman, Fedorov, like Brandon Shanahan. Exactly, the list goes on. But yeah, like, like you could sit here and talk about that all day. It's not even what the stat, like the stats show, like how many points Lindsey got in his career, how many awards, trophies he got. It's the person he was to the hockey community, NHLPA. Again, founding member didn't go to his Hall of Fame induction because women's rights and yeah, and yeah, actually one. I know I mentioned this already, but he helped form the NHLPA. He was fighting for players, right? But in the process of forming the NHLPA, his general manager at the time, Jack Adams, mm-hmm. really disliked that Ted Lindsay was so focused on fighting for player rights. I believe that Ted Lindsay and Jack Adams didn't even talk to each other for like two or three seasons straight, except for contract negotiation time. And uh, Jack Adams ended up trading Ted Lindsay to the Chicago Blackhawks, uh, who Ted Lindsay would have remained there for three seasons. And then eventually he got traded back to the D- Detroit Red Wings, I think, when Jack Adams would have left Detroit mm-hmm. uh, because he wanted to retire as a Red Wing. Yeah, see, like, I didn't even know that. And that just, that's amazing. Like, wow. Yeah. And Jack Adams is named after award for, like, best co- the coach of the year. So Yeah, I know. I, I, don't, I don't know. It's crazy kind of fishy there but yeah uh obviously sad that ted Lindsay passed away so yeah rest in peace yep are you looking to sign up with the online sports book for the first time or just looking to place bets through an online sports book the breakdown has you covered check out mybookie.ag and use our code brkdwn again brkdwn and you will get a 50 percent off bonus on your deposit up to $100. That means if you deposit $100 using our code, you get $50 free. Again, use our code BRKDWN on my bookie now. All right, on to who's hot in the NHL. Thomas, want to start us off here? Yep, so the first team I'm going to mention is the Dallas Stars. So the Dallas Stars are 3-0 in the last week. They're on a four-game winning streak. So I'm going to name the last three games that they played. 4-1 4-1 win in St. Louis, 1-0 win versus the New York Rangers at home, and a 4-0 win versus the Colorado Avalanche at home. And Bishop, Ben Bishop, their goalie, recorded back-to-back shutouts against the Rangers and the Colorado Avalanche. So the Dallas Stars are on fire. Yeah, Dallas Stars are on fire. You know who else is on fire? No, the Edmonton Oilers. <laughs> They're also 3-0 in the last week. They're on a four-game winning streak as well. Uh, they won 4-0 against the Blue Jackets, 4-3 against the Sabres, and 3-2 against 
Vancouver. Uh, so, yeah, they've beat some pretty decent teams. Yeah, Miko Koskinen's putting a stretch of games. He was in all of those games played. And, I mean, the contract's not looking amazing there, but, like, in those three games, it's looking pretty good. So Yeah. Another team, Washington Capitals. We talked about Alex Ovechkin before, and his team is hot right now. They're 3-0 in the last week and are on a six-game winning streak. 3-2 winners in a shootout over the Rangers last Sunday, 5-3 win versus Philadelphia, and a 3-0 win versus New Jersey. And also yeah, they're also... They're also 8-2 in their last 10 as well, which is a huge stat. And they're trying to win first overall in the division, and that this definitely helps. And Braden Holtby is the second fastest goaltender in NHL history to record 250 wins. So really? That, yeah, that's an amazing stat oh. for Braden Holtby. Yeah, he is a great goalie. And he's, he's my go-to. Every year in uh, fantasy hockey uh, playoff pools, he's always my go-to goalie. I'll always take him if he's available. Yeah, you win some games, but like the Caps never got past the second round. So uh, except out. for last year, except for last year when they won the cup, yeah. Yep. Some players that are hot in the NHL right now, Blake Wheeler. He put up six goals and an assist in the last seven days, uh, and he also recorded two game-winning goals, which is a huge stat. And also for fantasy in, owners. Yeah, and also in one game, he scored four goals versus Columbus on Sunday night. So, I mean, for a playmaker, a pure playmaker and their captain, he doesn't usually score goals, and he has way more goals than assists this week. So, good yeah. for Blake Wheeler. It's an interesting ratio. Yeah. Another player we saw, Jake Ensel. No surprise there, skating with Crosby on his line. So, I mean, how can't you? Yeah, of course you're going to put up points playing with exactly. Crosby. And he put up four goals, three assists. He has now the potential to score 40 goals, which was probably head-scratcher at the beginning of the season. He's at 33 right now, so hopefully he gets there. And yeah, like I said before, skating alongside Sidney Crosby helped a lot. Yeah. He's a pretty uh, big guy, too. He weighs 180 pounds. He's uh, 5'11". He's a pretty big guy. Playing with Crosby, that's definitely going to help him put up. Yep. Yeah, another player that's hot, Alexander Barkov. Two goals and six assists in the last week. And five of those assists came last night against the Minnesota Wild. He was also 56 for 45 in faceoffs this week, and he had three power play points as well. Again, this would have been a huge week for Barkov's fantasy owners. He also set a franchise record uh, last night for the most assists in the game for the Florida Panthers. Panthers. Yeah. I th- honestly, I think he was mentioned last week for uh... – hot players in the NHL or the week was before. He? I think so. He was one Yeah, he definitely he made our list before like within the last couple of weeks, that's for sure. Yeah. And some players there's some teams actually who are not hot. Calgary Flames like what? They were on our hot list last week. Yeah, and now they're not because they've lost four straight in the last 7 days. Yeah. They lost to Minnesota on Drew McGinley retirement night. Lost 6-2 versus the Leafs. Lost 2-1 versus Vegas, and lost 2 nothing versus Arizona. They scored five goals in just four games. So that, that's kind of concerning for the big power offense people were talking about. during. You the know game. what, though? They did play some tougher teams. Like, the Leafs are obviously a top team in the NHL this year. The Golden Knights are obviously a good team in the NHL this year. And even Minnesota, they ha- they're not, like, the best team in the NHL or in the league at all, but they've been – 
pretty pretty good lately as well. So that was that was kind of a tough stretch that they it had. Was. Yeah. But yeah, they're uh, they haven't been looking too hot lately. Um, did you mention that they also only scored five goals? In the yeah, last I four mentioned games? that. Yeah, that so yeah, that's kind of concerning, but I yeah. think they're gonna snap out of it. Especially with that offense, they got like three really good lines. Exactly, and they're in Vegas, or no, they're not in Vegas. They are host of Vegas tomorrow night, so hopefully they can bump the slump versus them. Yeah, that it'll be tough for the Golden Knights to beat. The Flames two times in a week, I think. So I think the Flames will take that win. Buffalo Sabres are also not hot this week. Uh, they're 0-3 in the last seven days. They lost 5-2 last Saturday to Toronto. 4-3 against Edmonton. And they also lost in shootout against or in Chicago against the Blackhawks. And their goaltending hasn't been helping them very much in these last couple games. Yeah, Allmark and Hutton have been struggling. Hutton yeah. was supposed to be the guy coming in on free or on yeah on free agency, and he was supposed to help the goaltending problem that Buffalo's had for many years. And it doesn't look like they don't he's really a lot. they don't really have a true number one right now either. Exactly. So that doesn't that doesn't help either. Yeah, and this could be I wouldn't say it could be Buffalo's year, but they've had a pretty good season. Yeah, they, and the last the last couple of weeks though they've kind of dropped in the standings. They're two and six, two six and two in their last ten games. That yeah, that hurts. Like, well, I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs like that. So yeah, the way they're looking right now, I don't. I think they're gonna miss playoffs as well. But Jack Eichel's been a beast, and a lot of other players like Jeff Skinner. Jeff Skinner actually. Remember last week when we were recording when uh, Skinner got hurt? That was two weeks ago. Was it two weeks ago? Yeah, that was two weeks ago. I thought it was last week. Oh, no, that was their first episode. Yeah, anyways. <laughs> no, Jeff Skinner's all good, though, but the Buffalo Sabres are not looking good. <laughs> not good <laughs> another team, another team who's not good. New Jersey Devils, 0-3 in the last week. They're on a five-game losing streak. They don't have Taylor Hall, so I don't expect much out of their team. And they made trades. They traded Keith Kincaid and Brian Boyle, so, and, and Ben Lovejoy. So I don't expect much from the Devils this season at all. One nothing loss to Boston, two one shootout loss versus Columbus, and three nothing loss versus the Washington Capitals. They have scored five goals in five games and shut out twice in the last three. So yeah, not looking yeah. Good. And for our battle of the bud segment, I was actually kind of debating on picking against the Devils a couple of times this week, which I will be picking against them in game. Yeah, uh, I, but I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, it's not looking good. Want to head to uh, battle of the buds right now, Thomas? Yeah, sure, if you want. So Thomas in Battle of the Buds last week he went three and zero. He is tied with me now. Um, we're both five and one in the season. I went two and one last week. My first loss of the season. Uh, kind of sucks, but I'm still determined that I I will beat Thomas. Yeah, I'm determined I'll beat you. So we got a mindset of our own. Uh, you want to list your games? You go first. Okay. Well, I have um. Monday's matchup between the Oilers and the Rangers. I think the Oilers are going to win. McDavid, Dreisaitl have been great for the Oilers all year, and I expect them to be good against the Rangers, so get the dub there. My first game is going to be on Tuesday night. The Flames are playing the New Jersey Devils. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the Flames will take that game, especially because they haven't been looking great lately. I think they're going to turn things around. Uh, and I picked a Tuesday, March 12th game, so the next day, uh, Preds versus Ducks. In Anaheim, I picked the Predators to win. I think the Predators have been on a roll lately, and I don't 
I don't see Anaheim winning much games with the offense. They can't put up goals, even though they just put up eight goals on Montreal yesterday. But I expect the Preds to beat the Ducks. That's the same game as the game that I picked on us. No, you, you mentioned that you're taking that game, and it's the day after. But oh, okay. Well, they're both on Tuesday night. Okay. Uh, heading to Wednesday night, I'm going to be picking the Leafs against the Blackhawks. Um, the Leafs are looking good. I believe they're going to beat the Blackhawks. I think... Yeah, the track record hasn't been good for the Leafs versus Blackhawks at all at home. Ever, like, in the last, like, five years, I've been to, like, two of those games. They've only won one of those, so... <laughs> Hopefully you get the L.A. Like, hopefully. Now, they're going to win that game. I guarantee it. Yeah, well... And I picked the game on... Thursday, March 14th, Blues versus Senators. It's very hard not to pick against the Senators, so I'm going to take the Blues in this one. And then heading to Friday night, I'm going to be taking the Leafs again. Not because I love the Leafs that much, but because they're playing the Philadelphia Flyers, who are going to be playing on a back-to-back. They're going to be playing Washington on Thursday night at home, and they're going to be traveling to Toronto to play in Toronto on that Friday night. So... I'm going to be picking against the Flyers. That's the main reason why I took the Leafs again. So, Yeah, the Leafs are actually going to be wearing their um, alternate jerseys, the St. Pat's jerseys, on that day. Yeah, because it's St. Patrick's Day next weekend, isn't it? Yep, it, yes, it is. Yeah, I just realized that. And, well, the Leafs are on a back-to-back, too. They're playing Friday and Saturday versus Philadelphia and the Senators. So Both at home, though, right? I think Ottawa's, sure. I, Ottawa's away, and Philadelphia's obviously at home. Yeah. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see the Leafs losing both of them. But hopefully they do in this one because battle of the buds. Does he want to win? Battle of the buds. By the way, if you don't already know, the loser of this segment at the end of the season will be paying for the winner's entry in next year's fantasy hockey pool. Yeah, like we mentioned before, we do this fantasy hockey league all the time, all year, every year. So next year's entry is going to be fifty bucks. So pay up. Any last words, Flagger? You have Thomas. You want to talk about? Playoff picture for a little bit, setting things off. Yeah, it's pretty important in the NHL to talk about that now, especially in the last stretch of games. So, yeah, we have less than a month left in the NHL regular season. Uh, the last day of the regular season is on April sixth, and it is currently March 9th. So, just a couple of days short of a full month. Uh, a lot could be changing within the next month, but currently. In the Eastern Conference, it looks like the Tampa Bay Lightning are going to be playing Montreal in the playoffs. If it would end today, yeah. If if the yeah if the regular season ended today, um, the Bruins and Leafs will be playing each other. I think they're just going to play each other anyways, even if it's a month. I, yeah, I don't I don't see that changing either. I think Boston and Toronto are going to meet no matter what in the playoffs, in the first round. Yeah. And the Metropolitan Division, we right now it looks like the Islanders are going to be playing Pittsburgh, and Washington would be playing Carolina Hurricanes, who are yeah. in the first so wild card. We don't even see the Columbus Blue Jackets made a boatload of trades, and that's very concerning for the team. Well, Columbus right now is only two points out of a playoff spot, so a yeah. lot could still change. There's still a lot of time left, right? Obviously, but I'm just saying now, like. You would expect them to be in the playoffs, I think. Like, you got Duchesne, you got Zingle, you got Kincaid, you got McQuaid, and you got Bobrovsky and Panarin still there. So, yeah, they got to make a a good push this year. They have to at least make playoffs, I think, for that for those trades to pay off. 
Well, obviously. I mean, they're, half of them are UFAs and RFAs. That's what I'm saying. Wow. If the league, I mean, if the season ended today, Thomas, mm-hmm. or sorry, in a month from now, yeah. who do you predict will be making the playoffs in the Eastern Conference? I think Toronto, Boston, Tampa are locks. I think Washington's a lock. Obviously. If Pittsburgh continues to play like they're playing with Crosby, Gensel, Malkin, Kessel, and everyone going, I think they're a lock as well. The Islanders as well. I see Columbus making it. I don't. I. It's tough not to have Montreal in there, but I don't see Montreal making it. They lost back-to-back games versus Anaheim and San Jose recently, and Columbus is too good of a team not to make it. So I think Columbus. Jumps into Montreal spot, and that's it. I think Columbus just makes it, and that's it. Columbus, Carolina is the last wild card. I agree with everything you just said, except I can see Carolina not making playoffs and Columbus beating them. So you think Columbus? Uh, so if I had to pick, like my eight teams making the playoffs from the Eastern Conference, I would say Tampa Bay, obviously, mm-hmm. Boston, Toronto. Those are all locks. Washington, New York Islanders, and Pittsburgh. They're all locks. And then the wild card, I think, is going to change a bit. I think Columbus is going to hop into the first wild card spot. And Montreal is going to stay in the second wild card spot. And Carolina is going to drop. And they're just going to going to miss playoffs, I think. Good prediction. I mean, I, I don't think so, but you know what I'm saying? And I do. And then in the West, it's pretty, it's pretty complicated in the West, not going to lie. Like, yeah, like, there are a lot of teams that, could make playoffs. Especially in the Pacific Division with Vegas only having 79 points. Yeah. I mean... It's kind of an odd picture in the West right now. Yeah, there's a lot of teams battling, especially... Like, they're... I mean... I think the cutoff is... In the West, West, the cutoff is going to be, like, 80 points. You need 80 points to make the playoffs in the West. Well, you need way more than 80 points. I think you need like almost 90. That's, I'm saying at least. At least 80 points. I don't, I don't know. Like, the cutoff for right now, like, Edmonton's at 67, like, 65. I don't know. I don't Chicago's at 65. Like, Chicago, if they go on, like, a huge winning streak, and somehow Minnesota or Dallas, like, just starts losing a bunch, the Blackhawks could still make playoffs. Same with Vancouver if they got hot. Yeah, I don't, I don't see that happening. I don't. I don't see that happening either. But it could happen. You never know. I think if we're gonna go do locks again for the West, I think Calgary, San Jose, Winnipeg, Nashville, St. Louis are locks, and as well as Vegas. I think the division. I don't know about Vegas. Well, that's seventy-nine. I mean, who's catching them? Like, what do you mean? That's only three points ahead of Dallas. Yeah, but they they're not in the division, so they can't Oh yeah, yeah, team. sorry, they're in the central. Yeah, you're right. Arizona has seventy one and they're out of it and then we're not out of they're out of the playoffs right now and Vegas has seventy nine, that's eight points. Yeah. Without Vegas getting a point. So I think Vegas is in there, but then the wild card is a toss up between Colorado, Arizona, Minnesota, and Dallas. Who do you see? So who are who are your locks then in the West? Calgary well, all the all the people all the teams who are in the a divisional spot right now are my locks. Oh, so you don't think anything's going to change in the West, eh? No, I don't think anything's going to change except the wild card positioning. I think San Jose is going to – it's a bold prediction, but I think San Jose is going to finish ahead of Calgary. I think they're going to win the division. Yeah, same. I think so as well. The way that Calgary's been looking lately, 
they're not on their game right now. I think they're going to fall off a little bit. Hopefully, going into playoffs, though, they'll change. Because I, I would like to see that young team uh, make it far in the playoffs this year. Same as well. I mean, they lost countless times to Anaheim, and Anaheim's not going to be in it for the first time in who knows how long. Yeah, Anaheim, actually, they've been making playoffs. Yeah, they're not making it. They're out. No, yeah, they're not even close to making playoffs. But, but like, Dallas, in the last couple seasons, though, I'm saying, like, Anaheim's always been. They've, they've, always been they've always been that picture, yeah. Minnesota and Dallas, like, I don't know, maybe Arizona can get into the wild card, but, again, like what you said, like, you have to get on a hot streak, or a team needs to go cold for you to even get, like, three points ahead of a team in the yeah. wild card. So, I, I don't know, it's going to be it's gonna be tough. But like, I who, could see it. See you making it. In the West, I think, yeah. okay, Winnipeg, Nashville, St. Louis, Calgary, San Jose, Vegas, probably. Like, all those teams that are in a playoff spot right now and, um, like, the top three in the divisions, yeah. I think they're all going to make playoffs. But in the wild card, I think Arizona is going to beat out Minnesota. They're going to come back, and I think they're going to take the second wild card spot. That's, yeah, Arizona's doing so good right now but so is minnesota i know that's why it's kind of hard to predict these things but it is like arizona they're eight eight two and oh in their last 10 like that's that's huge i don't know man down the stretch you don't you don't see arizona making the playoffs at the beginning of the year but now it's like oh god they can make it even though they had key injuries in the season grabner out for 41 games their starting goalie auntie ronto out for the season and now Kemper just comes in and called up guys like Connor Garland, who's playing good, and all of them just gelling right now. Before the All-Star break, Arizona looked like a rebuilding team. They're going to finish bottom three in, in the conference. And yeah, then they really yeah. turn things around, yeah. Yeah, but that whole, like, a wild card race in the West is kind of... It's tough. Pretty, it's tough. Yeah. yeah, it's not like... Like Dallas, Minnesota, Arizona are all even Colorado. I know that they're missing uh, Gabriel Landeskog right now, but Colorado could even make a, a good push for the playoffs. Well, hopefully, we'll see by April sixth who's in the playoffs by then. Hopefully, it doesn't come down to deciding to the wire. Like yeah, that would be crazy. Colorado. I enjoy that. I really do enjoy seeing that. I do, but it's so nerve wracking. And it would suck being a fan of a team that just misses playoffs by like one point. So I could understand why you don't want to see that. Yeah, I yeah. love the last-minute races for playoffs. I do too, but then it screws up your playoff pool if you have like one, like you don't have a set date or like oh you don't know who's in it, so the only day you can do is Saturday, but you don't know who's in it by Saturday. But whatever. Uh, I think that's enough for today's episode. I mean, we talked about a lot of stuff, a lot of good stuff, and a lot of good stuff is coming online with articles. Uh yeah, you want to keep an eye out for our NHL fantasy hockey recap. Uh, it comes out every Monday on the breakdownsports.com. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, and we also have a bunch of other NHL content coming out this week, like Thomas's Tampa Bay Lightning article, which we talked about earlier in the pod. And if you're into any other sports as well, definitely check out our website. We're also going to have a bunch of college basketball stuff coming up. I know March Madness is going to be picking up within the next week. So. Yeah, keep an eye out on our website for tons of great sports content. 
Yeah, do you want to give a, a shout out to our boss if you want? You want to do that? Yeah, I wanted to shout out Jordan. Uh, he he's the person that runs our website. He's been working hard starting the breakdown brand, and uh, he's actually a part time student, and he's working a nine to five job as well. Basically, all his spare time has been going into the breakdown sports. So we just want to give him a nice little shout out and uh, the rest of the breakdown team as well. Hitting a thousand followers on Twitter this week was huge for us, a big milestone. And we've been growing very quick and we want to keep it going. Yeah, thank, a big thanks to everyone who's been part of the breakdown sports. I've just been here for three weeks and it'll be four weeks on Monday. It'll but, be a month. Yeah, so I can, for what I see right now through the chats and through the uh, Twitter, like everyone's doing an amazing job doing the graphics, doing articles, writing content, putting out uh, every everything, man. It's just really, really good to see. Yeah, we're also, I've been with the Breakdown Sports since uh, the beginning of January, since the Breakdown Sports started, basically. Uh, and we, we grew, we gained popularity very quick, and we also grew as a team very quick. We went from like, maybe 15 writers to like over 30 now or something like that or close to 30. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's growing even more with other people coming in. And... Yeah. So make sure to check out our website and follow us on Twitter at the breakdown sports. Well, thanks for listening this week. I'm Andrew Flagger here with Thomas Vessio and we'll, uh, we'll get back to you next week with another episode.